0: This is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Okay, so season two, our last episode of the season, Jenna, how do we feel about this? That's awesome. I think they just like fly
1: by. Yeah, just excited to see what we're going to talk about today since we really don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Episode, episode 14. Uh, and what is on my heart and, uh, what I thought would be really great to, to talk about is just the season it's Christmas coming up and, and, um, currently in Advent and it's Hanukkah. Um, and so I don't, you know, I don't know how much like our listeners, uh, really want to hear us get into the, you know, theological debates of whether or not Christians should be celebrating Christmas when, you know, like there's this, I was just reading how, um, of course we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate for Jesus, you know, but um, I was just reading this article and, and I don't know how much we want to get into this, but I was just reading an article that, you know, Jesus wasn't actually born on Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard this, but
1: I haven't really done a lot of digging and information into it, but I have heard of people who actually, they don't celebrate Christmas because they're like, it's not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a whole history of that. And I I was just thinking, I don't know how much we really want to get in, you know, to that. I, I think what's really special about this time of year for me anyways, is just the, the closeness with family and traditions Right. And what, what, what do you remember from traditions in your family? Like, what did you guys do around this, around Christmas? Um, I can remember just like loading up in the car
1: and going around and looking at all the lights. Um, you know, uh, Christmas church service was one of the very few times our entire family would go to church. <laughs> um, so like my dad and my mom, and my friends, so we were all there Yeah. So I just remember standing with the little candles and and things like that. So, yeah. And of course, just big family gatherings. My mom's side of the family is like a huge family. So it was always like crazy getting together for Christmas because there was like, you know, 50 kids. I don't know. There was a lot of kids. And it was everyone just packed in. And it was honestly, I've been thinking about how it's some of my most favorite memories. And I've been thinking about it because I hosted Thanksgiving this year. And it yeah. was, I didn't even know where to stand in my own house because there were so many people. Um, but I i had to remind myself of that. Like, Jenna, don't you remember being a kid? And this is one of your most fond memories is getting together with the family. Even though it seems crazy as an adult, your kids are going to look back and they're going to remember
0: this too. So Absolutely. It's, it's, it's celebration. And I was just looking at, um, a scripture verse in Luke, uh, Luke one 46 says my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my -hmm. savior. So no matter right this season, whether we're celebrating Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I see these as reasons even more, even more to come together with family And Jenna, I also hosted Thanksgiving this year. So for the very first time hosted Thanksgiving and it actually, it went really well. It was actually really nice um, being together. And I, you know, I didn't have as many people in my house as you had in yours. Um, But, you know, my mom and dad and my sister came and it was just really sweet. And it was reason to magnify the Lord. Like, I mean, afterwards, my husband and I just talked about how, how nice it was that, like, it was just, it was like, I felt the presence of the Lord in our home, you know, and just, and just with my family. And, then um, so it's reason, you know, to rejoice and that's what the season is, whether you're somebody, you know, listeners, whether you're somebody who, um, celebrates Christmas or, um, Advent and, or Hanukkah. And, you know, I thought maybe we could talk as well, just a little bit about Hanukkah, um, we Corey and I just started celebrating Hanukkah. I'd say maybe like three years ago, three, four years ago. And I mean, before that, I had no idea what it was. I remember seeing a friend's episode from when I was like, I don't know, seventeen or eighteen where one of the characters on Friends was Jewish, and he tried to celebrate Hanukkah in one of the episodes. and that's like i that's all I knew. <laughs> it's like this is some. You know, I, I had no understanding, but that has changed. You know, really dramatically, um, especially since Corey and I went to um, Israel in 2015. And there's just been something really special about connecting with the the Jewish ce- uh, celebrations, and especially that of um, of Hanukkah. And um, yeah, and I'd lo- I mean, I'd love to go into it. Yeah, can I ask you some questions? Be- because let's see if I, don't I know, them. know them. I might not know. Okay. I might
1: have to Google. I think that these will be really basic questions that you will know. So, because okay. I think that some people might be thinking, well, why would you celebrate Hanukkah if you're not Jewish? That's a And good so question. That's my a good question, question, question is, is why would a believer be interested in or want to celebrate Hanukkah? Like, even if you're not of Jewish descent, even if you're yeah. not actually Jewish.
0: So, So the first thing that comes to mind, like the closer I have walked in my relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. the closer I have gotten to the things that are important to him. So Jesus is Jewish. Jesus is Jewish. And there's, oh my goodness, there's just so many, so many scriptures. I just went over even yesterday. I was, I, um, had a group that I did with with a couple of gals and we were just talking about like why is God referred to as the God of Israel and talking about the Jewish people being chosen and how as believers, gentile believers were actually grafted in and um we are encouraged and prompted by the scriptures to bless Israel. There's a blessing that comes when we bless Israel. And so for my husband and I we have sought to and I have sought to understand more about Hanukkah because it was important to Jesus because in the old testament many of our I mean our forefathers many had understanding and there's just something about coming into this alignment and there is something in scripture that talks about coming back to a lot of these festivals like as time moves forward right and even I wonder when Jesus comes back right? Like the Jewish people, scriptures say they, when they cry out, when they are the ones who cry out for the Messiah, then Jesus comes. So I don't know exactly where it is in scripture. I feel like I need to find it, (laughs) but but there is a scripture that talks about coming back into a lot of those, um, like festivals and celebrations. And so, so Hanukkah, the reason we celebrate it, um, it has to do with celebrating the light of the world, which is Jesus. But you know, furthermore, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this. It's it's an eight day celebration, so Hanukkah is also known as the Festival of Lights. Um, and the reason for that is because the Maccabees, they, you know, Jewish Jewish people, the Maccabees, um, basically took back their temple. Um, and the reason for the eight days is that there was a supply of oil. So oil was supposed to light a lamp for one day, but it lasted for eight days. And and it was, I mean, it was a miracle. And so the supply of oil lasted the Maccabees um, eight days, but it was following the rededification of the second temple in Jerusalem. So so it's really a time of miracles, festival of lights. Like who is the light of the world? It's Jesus. So right. I don't know does that answer your question?
1: Yeah, and don't you think that it does bring you this closeness and this understanding of Jesus and it also talks about like in the word about how like in the end times we're just going to be so like have our eyes and our and our gaze and our fixed like on the face of Jesus, like in his return. And so like part of, part of that would be like, I want to experience what Jesus experienced. I want to come into union. I want to come into communion with some of these things, you know, that he was doing. And I want to understand them. And I want to ask Jesus to, even though I'm not of Jewish descent, but like you said, we're grafted in, right? Like, Lord, help me understand this. Help me understand the significance of these things that you did, you know, while you were here. Um, Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. And and what does it say in scripture? I mean, I'm just I feel like I need to google this, right? But like Jesus celebrating um like Passover or Hanukkah. Um he did these things and I want to do these. <laughs> I want to do these things. And I don't know about Hanukkah. But but right, there's different festivals and I don't know enough and so I'm just trying to be, you know, kind of um mindful of that but i feel like it's something i'm just coming into a better understanding of and i love what you say jenna like i i do want to understand these things more and not in a religious way but there's just something really right like it's Holy spirit let, like, I feel like Holy spirit has drawn me into wanting to understand these things more. And like, I don't ever want to get in debates about like, Oh, you're celebrating Christmas, which actually has, you know, the roots of Christmas. If you go further back, I'm not even going to say it on the podcast, but like, I don't want to get into like all of that. Like, you know, like we're still going to celebrate Christmas. We have a Christmas tree up. Um, I think there was one year where I kind of, I I did get into like, well, we're not going to put a Christmas tree up. And we just had like our our, um, our, uh, menorah. So we, we were gifted a menorah from, from good friends of ours, John and Jolene Hamill. And it, I mean, it's a really special, um, thing for us. And we do I think tonight's like the fifth night. Um, so Hanukkah lasts, you know, eight nights and, um, we do the lighting of the candle and it's just, it's just special, it's, it's something, it's a part of a tradition that we are starting to do together. And, um, I have found blessing in it. And I have found a closeness with, with Jesus. Um, I mean, that's the reason we do it and, and with Holy spirit. Um, so yeah, I I mean, did that answer your question or did I, did we go way off of it? No,
1: I feel like that does, you know, I remember when we were in Rome and we went into this Jewish ghetto and it was like, I've been reading. So there's something else I wanted to talk about today. So we'll get through this and I want to bring it up. But okay. I w- I, w- I was reading in Hebrews and it talks about like perceiving heavenly matters or like perceiving mm-hmm. like heavenly things. And I remember when we walked across this like cobblestone bridge and we entered into this Jewish ghetto, which yeah, this is where all the Jews were forced to go if they wouldn't convert to Catholicism and all of this stuff. And he was, I remember when I, we, Mike and I, we walked over there and we both supernaturally perceived peace as soon as we crossed the bridge. Yes. And it was just like yeah, this yes. feeling of like being home, yeah. but yet my mind didn't understand. I was like, wait, why do I feel like this is like, why do I feel this peace? Why do I feel like I'm at home? Like these people, you know, cause who knows, like a lot of them were not Messianic Jews. They did not, you know? And so I just, I, there was just like this, I don't get it, Lord. Like, you know, but it is, it's just that these are Jesus's chosen people. God's chosen people. Yes. yes. So there's something about this home, this, this peace, this, I don't know. It was, it was so incredible. I'll never forget that. Like the rest Mm -hmm. of my life, just like, it's like what I picked up in the spirit completely took over, like in the natural, like, I don't know. It was so cool.
0: That's beautiful. You perceived, you perceived peace and it's reminding me there's the scripture verse about blessing. Like when you bless Israel, there's a, there's a blessing. And when you curse, there's a, there, there's a curse. I mean, that's what scriptures talk about this. So, I mean, there really truly is something about blessing Israel, not just the land, but it's the people because, right. And oh my goodness, there was a there was a podcast that our previous guest, so Cor- Corey did a podcast through, I believe it was the upper room, and it talked about the significance of Israel and why, why, why it's important to understand this. And I wish I could verbalize a lot of it. I would encourage listeners, like check it out just to come into a deeper understanding of this. But there really is something. I mean, it isn't until Jesus's brothers, I mean, the sisters, the Jewish people cry out for him, right? Cause they didn't recognize him as the Messiah and they were, they were looking for a powerful ruler to come in and, and, you know, wipe out the oppressed oppression. And here, Jesus came lowly as a baby and showed how to love and be a servant. And I mean, the, you know, the crucifixion, but he's coming back again and he's, he's coming in power and he's coming in 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 strength but it's not until the scriptures say like it's things are going to get really tough in Israel I mean probably all over right but enough so that they cry out for the messiah which is you know we know is Jesus so we bless and we pray for the the Jewish people to recognize the messiah um you know and you know you know we have friends both you and I we have we have friends who are messianic um, Jewish believers. And, um, so yeah. Any other questions or I know you have something else on your heart too. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I didn't really know much about it until
1: I think you started celebrating it. And then we had kind of gone on that trip and I had gotten a menorah and then I found out you had a menorah and I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) Like (laughs) we have, we put a menorah up too, but we don't, we haven't really dug into like yeah,
0: you know, all the different lighting of the candles and all that stuff that I want to. Yeah, um, yeah, we're not super consistent with it. Like we could do, we definitely could do better. That's for sure.
1: Um, so something that I wanted to talk about, the Lord's been on me kind of all week about it, and maybe we touched on this a little bit last week, but there's been two words that have been on my heart, and it is humility and compassion. And so this morning, ex- Especially, but over this past week, I just have been thinking about Jesus and his life of ministry when he is on earth. You know, if you're a believer, if you believe Jesus is the Lord and Savior, like we all have a ministry, right? Our ministry is our life, it's what our life speaks, speaks. it's what God has done in our life. And so a ministry is not an organization. I mean, that is a type of ministry, but your personal ministry. Is like your heavenly calling, your your heavenly ministry that you carry out. And anyway, so I, I've, I've been really just focusing on how did Jesus do ministry? How did Jesus? Um, and this word has been like jumping off the page to me, and it's the word, perceive. So I've been in like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I've been reading through you know these scriptures you know with kids, and I kept on seeing this word perceive, and I was like kind be like because it would talk about how Jesus perceived their thoughts. Jesus perceived and and so I looked up the definition and it's to become aware of something by the use of your senses. Um, especially that of sight. And so I was thinking Mm -hmm. about like our senses, right? Like we can smell in the natural, we can see in the natural. And then I was like, I just felt like the word was like, you also have all of those senses in the heavenlies. And so um, I think I was with you at Ruthie's house. Um, I'm pretty sure you were there. I remember like I started to smell things of heaven or I've had times where I will like literally see things that are going on in the heavenlies, you know, yeah, like these different moments or like you discern and you, yep. there are these heavenly matters, these things that are going on in the heavens. And so I just was thinking about how, you know, when Jesus, when he did ministry, he had such compassion for, you think about the woman at the well, you think about all these people that he perceived their thoughts, he perceived what was going on in their life and then how yep. he spoke des- destiny over them
0: loved them, you know,
1: right. And, um, if I'm completely honest, I, I've felt this, like, I don't know if you would call it like a warning or like just this, like, Hey, when you're ministering, you need to be careful of, you know, what is at the foundation of your heart? Because at the foundation of Jesus's heart, every time was the person, it wasn't about how do i look it wasn't about how do i sound it wasn't about a crowd it wasn't about wasn't about him you know it was about I, that person he is yeah. always fixed and focused on someone else yeah and so i don't know do you have any anything you want to add in there
0: Not no yet. it's it's just it's just really good because you you're talking about um jesus being having compassion and being humble and when we, and I'll just speak for myself, when I've come into relationship with Christ and he puts somebody on my heart, there's a, there's a sense of, of love and compassion. And I get the opportunity to do that, display that to that person. And it's, we've all been given that ministry of reconciliation because we've been, we've been reconciled to God. And so we get to carry that. And I know for me, it's definitely been a lot more like we have our, our family sphere. We have, um, our neighborhood sphere. We have our city sphere. We have all these different spheres of influence, my heart. And what I know that the Lord has showed me is, is women who have come out of, um, exploitation, sex trafficking, addiction, and I believe it's because there is a compassion of knowing what it's like to walk through that. Jesus knew, I mean, he perceived, right. He knew what it was like, like, and there's just something in that perceiving and knowing where somebody's at that causes love and for all the right reasons, not for anything else, not for show, not for anything, you know, none of that, of course. Right. So yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, um, so compassion is, you know, being sympathetic and having concern for other persons um, suffering their misfortune. So I just wanted to read that. And if you're listening and you're like, I don't really feel like I have compassion because I've heard, a te- I heard a testimony of this this week of someone said, you know, they were just a stay at home mom or whatever, and they were just, you know, doing their, you know, doing their thing, and they should. And they got honest with themselves. You know, we've talked about that—being honest with yourself. And this person recognized, Lord, I don't feel like I really have compassion. Give me compassion. I want to see others the way that you see them. And she just shared this beautiful testimony. How God, like, supernaturally, like, gave her compassion. And so, when she was in line at the grocery store, or so when she was out to dinner, and there was a waiter, like, she like time just slowed down and she would, she started to experience supernaturally feel and experience compassion for someone, a stranger that she didn't even know. And it was a way to then minister that the Lord ministered through her. And so it's just been so good for me this week to just, you know, sometimes like we just, we need to resettle back down into okay god like what are you saying what are because god always reminds us of what we need in the moment you know yeah. and compassion heals it heals mm-hmm. compassion heals not arrogance not pride none of that mm-hmm. you know and so yeah. it's just been I don't know it's just been really heavy on my heart to just mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's people are, people everyone is going through hard things Right. Like, even if you're a believer, especially if you're not a believer, if you're in the world, like, I'm like thinking, how would I even be alive today if I did not have Jesus, you know? And so just having compassion towards people and you're right, Danielle, I feel like, you know, a lot of times when you go through things, God will then use you to minister to those very people
0: because you understand,
1: you know, what it's like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And what a good reminder, especially in this, well, always, really, truly always, um, especially this, you know, in Christmas season to remember, you know, why we celebrate and just compassion for people, knowing and understanding where they're at. Sometimes this is a hard time of year for people. Um, you know, and I heard that from Miguel yesterday and um, just, I like what you said about settling down. Like we just pausing so that compassion and, um, just love can, can be present and really hearing where people are at. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly and continually being brought back to, you know, the last time we talked and what Corey was saying as we went through John chapter 13, you know, Jesus loved his disciples until the very end. He loved them. He served them. He washed their feet, you know, representing the journey that they were on. And then what does that look like to wash the feet of, of those that we have the privilege and honor and opportunity to, to, you know, to walk with, or even to meet for just a moment. Um, and so that's why, like, you know, before, before I came into relationship with Jesus, like, There wasn't much love even for myself, but when I came into relationship with Jesus, there was a love for God. I learned a love for not, not a, not a pride love for self, a humility love for self, because I know God created me, but then a love for others. So I feel like that love and that compassion comes when we connect with Christ as well. Like he's ultimately can help us in having compassion And, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, he is, he is love. He shows us how to love. He shows us how to have compassion. And there's so many examples in scriptures. And I, my, one of my favorite scriptures is about the woman, you know, the woman at the well or the woman who, you know, pushed past the crowd just to, just to touch Jesus. But he had such love perceiving, perceiving them and what they were, you know, probably really, really going through. Right.
1: And I think that during this, you know, they always say, Jesus is the reason for the season. You know, I just think it's like a good reminder to not just, not just say the cute little things, but really live out of this place of Jesus is the reason for every season. You know, he, he really is. And do I have that revelation, you know, in my, my heart and am I walking that out in my everyday life? Because. It's so easy to get like, you know, easily frustrated or just fixed on fixing your gaze and your focus on things that, yeah, are distractions. And so, yeah, as we move throughout the holiday season, Father, I just pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear those around us, that we can be, you know, like a beacon of light and love to those around us. Is